Game Boys. Hey everyone, it's Lux. Um, sorry about this episode coming out late. That's my bad. We had some technical difficulties with uploading and I got my project in about, oh, I don't know, two-ish in the morning. Uh, I guess one in the morning is more accurate. And uh, so it, uh, we couldn't edit it as quickly as we usually do, but I'm glad. Thank you for being patient and I hope you enjoy the episode. Now on to the show. Secondary announcement. This episode's going to have some Game of Thrones spoilers. Be aware. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Game Boys Papa Podcast. Good, good Game Boys Papa Podcast. Good, good Game Boys Podcast. Con Papa Pod Game Boys Podcast. I can't do this anymore now. My name is Lux, and I'm your host. And with me, as always, well, a king needs a story, and no one's got a better story than him. It's Griffin Davis. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and I've decided to go uh, to the realms outside this podcast. What is west of the Game Boys? Yeah, what is West of Game Boys? No one knows. <laughs> Anything more popular. <laughs> uh, sorry, I think you mean to say everything's more popular. <laughs> oh, I think is what you meant to say. Ooh. But Ooh. It's Griffin over is not the only one with us here today. We also have a wonderful guest. He is a comedian, a wrestler, a friend, a former roommate. It's Adam Serwa, baby. Adam Serwa, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, returning champion, Adam Sir. It is good to be back. Um, you might remember Adam from the Tokidoki Literature Club episode, which is, uh, according to our metrics, one of the fan favorites. Yeah. And it is my, the w- most fun nightmare. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite games I've been forced to play on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely up there. It was definitely one of the cooler, like, oh, you have to, you have to do this. But before we get there, guys, we just watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, we should get a little bit of Thrones time in. So here's the thing about the finale. Griffin, what did you think? I fucking loved it. I thought Uh, it was uh, good. I felt super satisfied. I watched it in a big movie theater uh, and I was just so stoked the whole time. And I think people are blinded by salt. Uh, I think that they the salt has gotten in their eyes and I think that people truly feel like this is what I do now. I'm angry at the show. This is how I'm supposed to feel. And it's like cool to be angry at the show. Uh, most of the people in my sphere that have been complaining about the show. I've read their writing. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's the thing yeah. about being a creative online. And so it gets to a point where I, you know. Despite the failings of the show, the people who are complaining about it have nothing to be talking about. Yeah. Um, All right. I agree with almost everything you said. I've read a lot of the complainers writing that I know on Facebook. And you're right. It just doesn't hold up. Um, I totally agree that people are used to being salty. I loved most of the season. Here's the thing. Did not fuck with the finale, though. Um, And here's why. I thought the first 25 minutes were basically perfect. I thought everything up until brands like Tyrion or Tyrion's like brand should be in charge yeah. was perfect. Yeah, it was pretty that metal. That moment is where they lost me uh-huh. because they'd spent 25 minutes doing this beautiful story about like the corrupting essence of power yes. and how maybe you shouldn't have a king. And then they all got together and voted to have another king. Uh, well, then now what they're doing, they're doing basically as much democracy as America has now, which is like they have elected hey, leaders that vote. No, they just they just they just build 
built the electoral college is basically what they did. Totally. I, I totally see that. I think that would have worked for me better, except they had that scene where Sam was like, what if we did real democracy? And they all just laughed. And then I was like, so now you want me to feel good about this resolution? Well, there's just no <laughs> way democracy would have happened no, without it being cornball. Totally. No, it shouldn't have been that. It should have been like a voting council rather than a king or something. You know what I mean? Just like all those all those people who were there being like, we'll vote together. That's what it is now. No, it's not. It's still a king. And then he gets elected by a council. Yeah. So basically what we have here in America. Um, right. Sure. It's just like it was a weird ask for them to be like, feel good about this after like shitting on the ideal version of it. For sure. For sure. And that's what I didn't like. Like, I thought the end stage for the characters were great. I loved where John ends up. I love where Arya ends up. I even don't hate King Bran. I just don't like the way they landed on King Bran so quickly and in such a weird way. Yeah, because I don't know who he is. Like, I'm like, yeah. wh- what his deal is. If my boy's going to be king... <laughs> You can't cut him out for a whole season. Yeah, that was That's tough. crazy beans. Um, it's because they fundamentally don't like the, the the heads of the show fundamentally don't like magic. Like they just Dude, don't. Sure. They don't understand what magic is and they choose to not understand it. So it's like, 100%. that's just what they like. All right. Pork dog. What do you think? Uh, I actually am on the same side as both of y'all. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was it was good. Uh, I didn't think it was completely satisfying, but that's not ever what I like asked for from Game of Thrones. So that's kind of like what I wanted. I wanted to be like a little upset. Uh, but all of like the Internet critique is just like a lot of it is so silly with especially the whole like Daenerys. How could she have done this? Like, yeah. uh <laughs> well, you just watched a lady raise everything to the ground <laughs> seven seasons in a row. You didn't think it was going to happen again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was that. I'll, my my only like ugh, it goes back to my one beat with the episode, which is like this is actually the thing that made me most frustrated is like they spend enough money to make an entire movie on that shot of Drogon burning down the throne. Yep. Like that's a multi-million dollar special effects shot. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and they and did I that cheered. and they were like, and we take it back. <laughs> it was just like, well, you could have made a whole movie with that money. And instead you did a dumb metaphor you decided you didn't even like to do. Well, because if, if the metaphor is still like is coherent in the story, it means that they think the problem was literally the chair. Here's the, <laughs> that, that, that is true. And my favorite resolution to that theme is that a hundred years from now, when Bran dies, people will wage wars over a wheelchair. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> uh. that is the new chair. Danny wanted to break the wheel. Brand is two wheels. <laughs> someone, yeah, someone the made double the, wheel. I saw that joke on Twitter. Someone being like, Danny wanted to break the wheel, but the real, the real secret was to add more wheels. Oh <laughs> man, uh, that's a that's a great male solution. I've never heard one. Um, we will definitely have to include some kind of spoiler warning at the top because we didn't say one. That was Game of Thrones, guys. Overall, I had a full body reaction and I feel good. So let's get into... Oh, I will say, shouts out to former guest of the podcast, Alec Opperman from Wisecrack, who was truly broken by the finale. <laughs> it like shattered his whole mind. So much so that I was messaged today about how much it fucked him up. Sorry, Alec, I just wanted to share that because I think that your reaction is maybe the funniest of anyone I've seen. Griffin, take us into the next part of the show. Okay, before I was rudely interrupted with my segue, guys, that was Game of Thrones. But what have we been playing this week in the game of games? Well, Porky, you're a guest. I think you should go first. Uh, I mean, this week I finally downloaded Okami for the first time. Cool. Uh, Great fucking game. I've been I've just like had it on my wish list forever. And I have like a wish list rule 
Uh, you check it twice a week. You see what's on sale. And the thing that you've been looking at the most, boom, get it. And then Okami finally dropped in price. I was like, okay, it's time. And holy shit, is it perfect. Yeah, it's such a pretty game. Wow. And it plays so smoothly. Um, and it has such nice little, like, pretty accurate Japanese mythology things going on, which is nice. You know, you don't always hear about Orochi or, y- or y- Yugino or whatever his name is. In, in regular stuff. And it's cool to see those characters represented. Yeah, look at the artwork here. It's incredible. Have you not played this game? What, well, uh, Adam, can you describe what kind of game this is? Uh, so I guess it would be like kind of an action. I don't, just, I don't think it's better to describe what happens in the game than try and put in a genre because it's pretty unique. Yeah, basically uh, what happens is there was this, uh, this god who took the form of a wolf and a legendary warrior type. They went to war with this eight-headed fucking beast called uh, Orochi. Orochi. And they defeated it, sealed it away, hundred years of peace. Some schmuck comes and pulls the sword that seals the darkness out of the fucking hilt and then lets it all loose. And you are reborn as this god. You have to collect the 13 parts of the celestial paintbrush uh, to do all these cool fucking tricks so that you can set the world back to peace defeat the monsters and also be like a beautiful dog running around well wolf beautiful wolf they call him a dog so much in the story that it like kind of sticks. i wonder if that's a localization thing uh but like all of well, no, all, it's of, all, the, like, all of japan's dogs, dogs are wolves yeah. every every dog good? in japan is a wolf that's true. true. Uh, but yeah, it's and then you just go on this journey of like meeting all all the people of the land, clearing oh, wow. out that all really these cool. evil spirits. Uh, the big part of it mechanically is that like you're painting the world back into shape, yep. like you're re-adding color to things and painting oh. stuff. So as you play and progress and do things, the world becomes more and more vividly like depicted and colorful and bright. Oh, baby, that's that Super Mario Sunshine. Yep. Yeah, it's got some sunshine or like mm. that Mickey game where you paint everything vibe going on. Okay. Also, like Epic a, Mickey, like another uh, favorite. It's also like a uh, Gris. Have yeah, it's like Gris. Yeah, oh, beautiful game. It's got some of that energy too. Yeah, it's just one of those really good, um, fun, super creative, super unique, pretty games. Griff. What about you, though? <laughs> uh, well, guys, I've still been playing Destiny 2 a lot this week. Uh, I got into a new clan called One Million Butts. Uh, and guess there are a million and one now. Uh, <laughs> but we got, uh, yeah, we've been playing. We have a lot of fun with that. And I have been playing more of Phoenix Wright. And now I'm starting to have a negative experience, Lux. What? I really like these games. And as we talked on the podcast before, this is the kind of the lawyer anime. That's kind of like you have to uh, solve cases with legal evidence in the courtroom. And overall, it's a really fun experience, except I keep hitting all these roadblocks where it's like, if you don't solve the stuff in this exact right kind of vague way that the game does not always give you good hints for, you just roadblocked and you just can't move. And you just end up like I've had to I've had to go to Google to figure it out more times than I would like. And ultimately, I think it's like the the vagueness and the lack of clarity that keep this from being a perfect game. Uh, I still think it's a perfect game. We had this argument already on Facebook, but I do I do agree with you. I think that like there are ways in which it's not always super clear. I just think that it's a choice that it made between making it super clear and then probably a little too easy or making it a little vague and a little more challenging to figure out. Like, because it's not... 
the way I always think about it is that you have to walk people through the logic process. So even I'm like, this is the right answer. I always backtrack to be like, why do I think that's the right answer? This, this, and this. I'm like, oh, wait, but one of those things is like a piece of evidence that needs to come out first or whatever. And it's just like thinking about it that way. But I totally agree. The game demands that you think in a really specific way. Um, and I don't think that's totally natural. I still think it's a perfect game on its own terms, but I do understand how like there are pretty easy critiques to be made of like what those terms are. Yeah. So that's what I've been playing this week. Uh, Lux, I know you've been pretty busy, but I've been making time, but making time, <laughs> I mean, having a hard time falling asleep. <laughs> um, and so I've been playing, well, two things. I've been uh, meat space prepping, uh, getting back into RPG DMing again. Uh, I got a group. We're going to have a game of Blades in the Dark going soon, um, which is very exciting. I'm happy to do some more tabletop gaming, which I haven't done and I haven't been doing recently. And is I miss that where you just turn off all the lights and you start like stabbing the spaces between your fingers? No, that's mumbly peg in the dark. Oh, OK. Um, Blades in the Dark is a, a tabletop RPG about like magical crime in like a spooky, haunted Victorian city. And it's really super fun. It's a really good game. John Harper wrote it. I recommend it to anyone who likes to play tabletop games. Um, maybe we'll talk about it more on the show once I actually start the campaign. Right now, I'm just prepping it. And then video game wise, I've been playing Darkwood for the Switch. Ooh. Um, because I recently learned that you can spend the Nintendo e-coins you get when you buy things. I didn't know what they were for. Ah. Yeah, I didn't either. And I got like five bucks off a game. Oh, I bought two $15 indie games because I spent a lot of money on Switch games. Yeah, it sucks because I love the physical Switch cartridges and they're like the only console I still want to buy the physical medium for because they're really cute. Um, but if I'm going to get these Nintendo coins, I'm going to have to <laughs> Ever go. Ever since we put the cartridges for Mario Party in our respective mouths. Yeah. I have not been that interested in buying the cartridges because that was such a bad experience for now, me. If I could somehow put the digital downloads in my mouth and get the coins, I think that I would be a good compromise. Right, then, then you'd be a pig and shit. But yeah, so the game Darkwood, it's really good. It's a survival horror game, which I don't usually love. But it's like a top-down pixel art style. It's really cool. Uh-huh. Um, and it's all about like staying out of the dark and like building, like making sure you're safe in your hideout and like solving this real, really spooky mystery. Hmm. It's really easy to die. It's really easy to lose track of time and get eaten by ghosts. Hmm. Um, it's really easy to not have the right shit. Like I spent the past like probably two hours of that game trying to accumulate enough stuff to trade so that I can get a gun because I keep getting killed by dogs and uh, my plank with my plank with nails in it is no longer enough to hold off these dogs. <laughs> um, well, so I need to get myself a, a gun. A tale as old as time. But I think uh, we're getting into this episode now. It's miserable. May we have an amazing return guest and he's returning with quite the game now is this the capper lux is this our last one please please say no no griffin because as i mentioned we Uh. started this you picked a month (laughs) that starts in such a way that there are five wednesdays all righty well okay um so we got one more after this and it's to to live up to this one it's gonna have to be a doozle a methuselah of a bad game then let me wipe my brow and get right into this because there's a lot to talk about but before we start talking we should get into a little bit of history about this game In 1991, Sonic the Hedgehog was released for the Sega Genesis. The game was so successful that it propelled Genesis sales, and for the first time in history, it displaced Nintendo as the leading video game company in the world, toppling the Italian plumber with a blue hedgehog. The team of game designers behind Sonic were rewarded by being given their own separate development division at Sega. From then on, they were known as Sonic Team. Sonic Team would continue to be a powerhouse throughout the 90s, but after 2003's Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg, they were looking for the next big thing. 
Sonic co-creator Yuji Naka spoke to his team, saying he felt it was time to reboot the Sonic franchise for the next generation. As development progressed, Sonic Team faced serious problems, starting with Naka's sudden resignation as head of the Sonic Team to form his own company. Naka simply stated that he has resigned because he did not want to continue making Sonic games, and instead wished to focus on original properties. With his departure, the heart and soul of Sonic was gone. Adding insult to injury, the team was split in half to go work on a Sonic game for the Wii. With no creative lead, 50% of the team gone, and only months until the holiday release, the team fell into chaos. Despite the circumstances, Sega execs continued to put the pressure on the team to rush the final stages of development, explicitly telling them to ignore bug reports from Sega's quality assurance department. At the time of release, the game received widespread negative reviews about every element of the game. It is known as the true final death of the 3D Sonic franchise and one of the worst video games ever made. In 2010, Sega delisted Sonic the Hedgehog from retailers, following its decision to remove all Sonic games with below average Metacritic scores to increase the value of the brand. This week, it's Sonic 06. <sighs> <laughs> I fucking love this. I mean, I'm stoked oh, to talk about man. it, but this game is bad, dude. I don't let know. Let me give let me give you a background on how bad this game is. Wait, no, Porky, you keep the, hold that for a second because we need to revisit something Griffin just said. What do you mean? I don't know. Good and bad is a circular spectrum, and some games push so hard in a direction that they end up back on the side of the world opposite of them. That is my thesis for this game. Adam, continue. Uh, so I uh, completely bitch. forgot that I had played this game until we like landed on this. I had blocked it out of my mind. I had repressed the memory of the four hours I spent playing Sonic 06. Mm -hmm. uh, in the brief window that it was on the PS Now service. Uh, <laughs> the only thing possibly worse that PlayStation has given me besides the ability to play this game. It's true. It's, it's an awful service. Yeah. The game is so bad it made my Catholic reflexes kick in. <laughs> Wait, which <laughs> any any part in particular or just the whole experience? Just, I don't <laughs> think I ever got past the first level. Well, I, I agree with you because I you know I, going to church. It, it did it did it, for I agree it was also a spiritual experience for me. And I imagine I've never been to church, but I imagine playing Sonic 06 is a lot like going to church. You're no. you're met with a lot of difficult experiences, but you're talking to a higher power. Okay, <laughs> fuck are you talking about <laughs> this is crazy oh no griffin's been what, yes, like, by what is happening <laughs> there's nothing good about this game what <laughs> is going on we gotta take it so slow with this one guys so adam we have a few choices of how to tackle this game do we want to talk about the story or do we want to talk about how them sticks feel um we can we can talk about what little story exists Let's do it uh, then. So this is a this is a gritty both, Sonic. To be honest, we will. We'll start with the story. This I think. is this is the this is the fable um, aspect of the show. So this is the gritty Sonic. This Sonic was supposed to be kind of inspired from films such as the the Sam Raimi Spider Man's Batman Begins. Uh, the director stated he wanted a new origin story for the hero that put it in the modern world. Really? Because all I got was Final Fantasy written by an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? 
<laughs> that's what do precisely you mean? what it is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, guess, it's it's fucking Mario. Well, it's if they like took away like some of the cartoony stuff and just made it like blander. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so. One thing that was cool. I mean, and I think this. I mean, this is making me sound like a like a nine year old boy, but like one thing that was really cool about. Sonic as a kid is that there was no like princess story or like any of that stuff. It was just like, yep, this animal wants to run fast <laughs> and you get to be in charge of him running fast. Right. And he's got to get some emeralds for whatever. Who cares? <laughs> and yeah. like, that's awesome. Like, that's totally fine. It's like you have a direction to go. Go. Um, and this time they like added a princess. They added these like totally incoherent God figures for no reason. Right. So basically, like, yeah, it starts out. We open on a Final Fantasy like world. With Final Fantasy like ships and people in town, you're like, oh no, I put the wrong disc in the game. <laughs> like, and then we see Sonic come in and he picks up his human girlfriend who he just met and he's off to the races. Hold uh, on, I want to walk back real quick to yeah. the actual first shot of the of the Final Fantasy cutscene that kicks off the game before it like pulls the rug out from under you. It is like it is a like some sort of pope blessing this lady uh, from what I think is like the sin of pseudo bestiality that she's going to commit in about four <laughs> hours. The, pope just, the, the priest is like, you got to stop coming back here. You come every week to say, I got to forgive you for having a sex with a hedgehog. You got to not do this. It's not a holy. God, to put the spikes in there for a reason. <laughs> it's called the hedgehogs of the lamb on the purpose. God decided. And this is going back. Yeah, it's I told you it's a church like experience. Uh, it starts with a blessing. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's instantly from the get go operating not from any of Sonic's strengths as a as a franchise. This will it's, be a theme. It's putting yeah. it's, this will be a theme of the game is that it is not operating from Sonic's places of strength. The, the grand arching story is there's these God demons that want to fuse together and you have to travel through multiple present, past and future, along with a few other hedgehogs uh, to uh, kind of shadow is an echidna. Oh, wait, no, Knuckles is an echidna. <laughs> That's not true. Knuckles is an echidna. Shadow is a hedgehog. Yeah. And silver. Uh, uh, silver and a time master silver's whatever so yeah so ultimately uh, the story is just like garbage incomprehensible at times they completely just drop it and like forget about it uh, and yeah it's a it's like a total mess and a total departure from the like the fun of Sonic like they make they make Eggman look more like fleshy Somehow it's, actually, like, it's the it's the emergence of the new Jim Carrey. OK, so like I think this is where the design for uh, Dr. Robotnik buddy fucks in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie came from because this is extremely like slimline Sonic the or Dr. Robotnik has a human penis, uses it all the time on eggs. <laughs> just stressing image just breaking open an egg and using his thunker oh thunker. he's fucking the eggs <laughs> go to jail oh go to jail for saying thunker porky that is horrible is that where the chows come from <laughs> oh no oh no oh, i can't believe you're helping him griffin <laughs> but uh yeah i so didn't want it to go that far the story this the problem with the story right is that a good sonic story Needs to rely on one thing and one thing only, 
which is Sonic has to go fast to accomplish a goal. This game does not give a shit about Sonic going fast. In fact, from level one, it stops you to a halt because constantly because (laughs) the first level lets you into a town of garbage that you it looks like a prison and it's It's a prison all of a sudden you are an alcatraz as a prisoner and you just have to talk to all these npcs with no hints until you realize that you have to buy this one move to escape the prison and you could get stuck there for hours they should not sell that move inside the prison. <laughs> that's su- like that's such a bad idea, prison-wise. Uh, yeah, we, we're calling it prison, but what it really is, it's a ripoff of uh, Delfino Isle from Super Mario Sunshine. Mm. It's like it's like if Delfino Isle met Alcatraz, basically. Yeah, it's and it's just like this idea, right? That the cool thing about Sonic is something other than he's a very fast hedgehog is pervasive throughout the game and totally fucking wrong. Yeah, it's just like what if for the first. Like 20 minutes of Halo, you couldn't get a gun, and it was really complicated to figure out how, and even then it sucked. Truly, it's almost as though they were like, all right, what if we made a Mario game but got rid of, I don't know, jumping? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. It is that level of movement where it's like Mario, if Mario couldn't jump and they didn't tell you how to figure it out. It's uh, it's bold and... Uh, I like it because what they're trying to do is they're just trying to rip you away from anything you loved, you know, and, and put you somewhere completely different. And I think they think they're 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 nailing that instinct. This game fucked you up, I think, because <laughs> you just said that you liked that. <laughs> Griffin has Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, something bad happened to Griffin in the past week. <laughs> well, I think that like if the if the Sonic game was just okay but forgettable like it would be worse to me than this which instantly from level one tells you this is going to challenge you emotionally mentally in ways you could never predict i think that you're conflating two very different ideas which are good and interesting (laughs) okay (laughs) it's an interesting game for a million reasons it's a good game for Zero reason, but the challenge of grappling with it is is a is there is a dialogue happening, and the dialogue is the developer saying "fuck you, you worm," and <laughs> and us saying "no, fuck you." Okay. I bought this game. <laughs> the developer saying this is I'm Sonic. Now. I see. I see where you're coming from, Griffin. I think we figured out what's going on in your head. And you've played so much. Like, do you play Dark Souls? Yes. Yeah, that makes extreme sense because you're approaching this from the get good mentality. That's what this is. This is the ultimate get good game because you can't. But but no, it's. It it's, is. Not, it's not even a good, good game, though, because it's so glitchy that even if you are good at it, you will fail. That it is, exactly. it is a pure t- it's a pure test of of perse- you know, a perseverance. Yeah, well, this one goes to what we were talking about, I think, last week, which is the difference between the two kinds of ways video games can be challenging. Right. Like there's challenging in the way of actually guys, this actually adds a third way to the to this dynamic. So there was we were talking about this before, like there's challenging the way of, you know what to do. It's just hard to do it. Um, and that's like Dark Souls challenging or Sekiro challenging or, or Cuphead or something. Then there's uh, it's really hard to figure out what to do, which is sort of like shitty design game challenging or whatever. Then there's this game, which is both of those yes. with the added function of 
So at times you have no idea what to do. At times it's obvious, but very hard to do. And usually when it's hard to do it, it also just doesn't work. <laughs> yep. Which brings us to our next question. Adam, how do them sticks feel? Oh, they feel like they're coated in butter because it's <laughs> so loose. <laughs> it's insanely loose. Like, it, I don't. And here's the thing. Uh, the controls are not only loose, but also laggy. And I don't know if that's like uh, a from launch feature or something that I encountered in the hellscape of PS Now, where like you have all the weird like connection issues and lag to go with like what's already not working in the game. Because uh, there's uh, there's all these like fun little things like how the move that you get that uh, that busts you off the island and into like the, the ring section. dash, the ring yeah. dash. Yeah. Did, did, Wait, what's it called? It's called wave dash. It's a ring dash. A oh, ring dash. Right. I thought you said wave dash. And I was like, that's Super Smash Bros. Buddy, you take that. You, for anyone, don't you who, take that <laughs> for anyone who hasn't watched a Let's Play of this just out of sheer curiosity. Uh, it's where you. There's a bunch of lines. There's like a line of rings and you just like autopilot through it, except the autopilot is bad. And half the time you curve off to the side and yes. die. Those and when you die in the water, you die in real life. No, yeah. you don't actually drown because they never animated it. Yeah. You just plummet into a white abyss. Yes. Just slide. You no clip to straight to hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. No. Yeah. The amount of the amount of uh, like pure. We didn't have time to do this. So fuck it. Energy is incredible. Like every time that you you bounce off of a off of a bouncer. You you don't actually bounce off of it. You walk into the back of it and it just glitches you through it. It's like yep. they didn't even do an animation. Uh, but well, yeah. actually, they did not. It was uh, something I found this from doing uh, research while I was supposed to be at work uh, because I am a bad employee and I pride myself on that. <laughs> but uh, so they were they were talking about like when the when the E3 demo that made everyone be like, oh, this might be fun uh, came out that they were putting in animations for like falling and for flying through the air and all these other things. And then that just never happened. So uh, not only is like the detection bad, but then when you shoot off the bumper, it's just someone like statically flying across the screen in 75% of the time, the direction that you're supposed to. Yeah. And this is 2006. Like games look so much better than this at this point. Ugh, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were a year away from Bioshock, right? Something yeah. like that. It's unreal. Like, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable shit. Um, and like, this we thought it was again like this comes I mean we have a lot of recurring themes between what makes these games bad which I think is good because we're learning things and one is this like stupid dad energy that this game fucking radiates this <laughs> idea that like yeah I know everyone said this thing is good but I think I'm pretty sure I have a better idea that this this is the refusing to ask for directions of video yeah, games. yeah it's the refusing to ask for directions <laughs> it's the like you know, it's the same way as being like, yeah, I know the people teach you that you should cook hot dogs this way, but actually it's this secret technique that I have. It takes 45 more minutes and tastes worse. But what if you just ate them through the packaging? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like people say to boil ramen noodles, but they're crispy on their own. And this accurately describes uh, how the game gets and controls when it gets to 
driving. Oh yeah, you drive. <laughs> you drive. You ride a. You ride a skateboard or a snowboard. I don't yeah. know because you're doing it in the. I think it's a snowboard, and you're in the street uh, where there is no snow. Uh, and sometimes you will just clip underneath the surface of the fucking ground, and all <laughs> you see is a shadow. Now, and I'm, then maybe I, you'll pop back up. I, I'm very pro street snowboarding. I think uh, just like any like of the triple X movies, I love when you take an extreme sport and put it in an environment it doesn't belong. Yep. I mean, that is that is which very should good. work for Sonic because like the whole idea of like Sonic does SSX is Sonic gotta go fast. Yeah. Right, exactly. It should make it should make sense and feel okay to use a snowboard. It's like you're running super fast, you throw it on the board, you keep going. But nope. This goes to my main thing with this game, which is the same problem I had with Jaws and the same problem I had with Superman, which is this game is dedicated to making sure you never feel like you're Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> at any time. You, it, it never wants you to have that joy when you're you can't get up to full speed unless you get a boost pad. Fuck out of here with that. Yeah, you take. Take these routes, and if you crash once, you slow down to zero. Yep. Um, you constantly have to stop, not just because of crashes, but because like there are things happening, or hey, it's a guy that you can't just jump over and run away from, even though you're fucking Sonic. Like the game is thoroughly, and these are all these aren't glitches, these are choices. The people who designed this game decided that. Actually, Sonic's not cool because he's fast. He's cool for some other inscrutable reason that I'll never understand. And the game is built around that. And I that's like, why I, this game is so fucking frustrating. Yeah, it's the junkie mentality that they are that they're doing so well. It's just like we're only going to give you a taste and then you're going to be chasing that dragon and you'll never get high again. Like, you know, you're just you want to go fast and you, they'll never let you. And 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 if you do go fast, it almost feels like you've you've rebelled against the game. Yeah, uh, no, it feels like you've somehow escaped their <laughs> trap for a moment. Yes. Where you're free to go at fast speeds mm -hmm. and then you bump into like an invisible polygon and stop down to zero and then you throw your controller through a window and try to punch God. So I want to talk about a few other elements of this game because this game simultaneously is a work of procrastination and also a grandiose experiment because this game is a lot longer than you'd expect for how rushed mm -hmm. the development was. There's mm -hmm. a lot more levels than you'd expect and there's like three playable characters that have different powers uh, and none of them are tails <laughs> and none of them are oh, tails fun fact about tails that i just wanted to make sure that everyone knows uh on that ring dash move anytime you're like going over water tails a character whose main attribute is that he can fly just drowns <laughs> he just drowns and you hear him crying in death and you don't know why and you never see it and then he's just there again why yeah that's real horrible Fuck. Uh, you know i call that a coming of age story um oh. but uh Sorry. This game has so many elements to it uh, and like none of them are pleasurable. Like the silver hedgehog, he has this power, which is the grand fuck of all powers. Like in a <laughs> game that's already broken uh, to like to the, the 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 sheer hubris to add this mechanic and keep it in the game is just like so bold and so funny because basically what he can do is he can he can levitate objects and like put them together to solve puzzles. I mean, to solve puzzles, Jesus. But literally every puzzle is basically broken. It's it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's it. The 
Someone, <laughs> someone sat down and was like, we should get basically it was like it was this this was part point in time where they were like games need to be longer because we can support longer games on these next gen consoles yes we got to stretch this dog out but in doing so they made sure that literally not a single level of the game was finished there's not a, a piece of finished level or finished game design in this game anywhere to be found and it's i would rather have if this game was five if this game was sneak king size where it's just four levels long um, that I bet it would be pretty fun to play. Like, that's the thing is you can, you can stare at this game and like squint really hard and see the good version of it where you're fast and you can jump and you're just Sonic and maybe shadow is around and knuckles and tails, but like, who cares? You can see that game. If you look at this really hard, but it's not anywhere in like the text of the game. Oh yeah, no, this is a this is a, this is one of those short films that's forty five minutes long. It's like okay, like <laughs> you're you're not a real movie, but you're not a short film either. You've like stretched yourself to this gargantuan light where we can see every flaw. Uh, my favorite element of this game. <laughs> Sorry, you said favorite. <laughs> is that when you run out of lives? The entire game starts over and I'm not saying starts over from the level you're on and I'm not saying starts over from the beginning of the game. It literally loads the opening cinematic over again. No matter if you're 20 hours in 30 hours in it loads you back to the opening cinematic. And how could they do that? Because fuck you, that's why. Exactly. It is the greatest fuck you in video games. And it is funny every time. It's a joke that only gets funnier. Actually, I do have a piece of uh, another note, a piece of evidence that backs up this claim. Uh, And it is one of the first like boss characters that you encounter, which is a dog named uh, the Egg Cerebus. Who has one head? Oh. You can't call it a Cerebus if it has one head. Yeah, that's a huge swing and a miss. <laughs> that's a big fuck you. There's a lot of legendary dogs with one head. Only really one with three. <laughs> you had a lot of things to choose from for this reference. And you really borked it. So like, yeah, but it's it, that's true. Like, that level of inattention, though, is everything in this game. Yeah. Like, this game might as well be like slap dick together in Python by like three dudes. Like it doesn't fucking or in Blender rather by like three dudes. Like it doesn't cohere to anything. Like nothing about it's cool or fun. None of the reasons why Sonic is interesting are in it. Eggman's barely present. Like there's very little robotic energy. The Chaos Emeralds are like only are no longer like these sort of MacGuffins, but they're like Dragon Ball Z Transformer gems or some shit like that. Like there's like anime like triggers. Yeah, they go God mode and they get blonde hair. Yeah, they go Super Saiyan. Like it's just this total misunderstanding of anything cool about either video games or Sonic. Listen, if you don't think Sonic charging a spirit bomb to defeat Robotnik is not tight, like I can't help you. I mean, it's I tight that. in theory. <laughs> Uh, look, you're talking you're talking it. to the man who owns a shirt of Vegeta sitting on the Iron Throne. I love a nonsense crossover. <laughs> but like this is bullshit incoherence. Like it's just not anything. This is like a Sonic brand knockoff Bart Simpson t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, isn't this game what originally started the meme of Sanic? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right? Isn't this where yeah. Sanic comes from? Like mm-hmm. Sanic the not so great fully organized hedgehog. Like 
that's this game is just that. Like this is Sonic. This is Sonic Adventures or whatever. Like it's not. It doesn't feel like Sonic at all ever for one second. Like honestly, I'll say it. This feels less like Sonic than the trailer for that fucking movie did. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and I, and I think that what happened. Obviously, this team got fucked, right? Yeah, right. they no, got but, but super but, but fucked. Here's, but here's here's why this game will like remain in history is because lesser game developers in this bad crunch situation would have said, you know what. We got to cut some levels. We got to cut some mechanics. And they said, no, fuck it. We're going to create the biggest piece of shit of all time and just just leave it the way it is raw. And and because of that, it's turned into it's like the room of video games. There wouldn't right. be yeah. so many people talking about this game and so many let's plays if it was truly just like bad. But it goes so deep into bad that it becomes good. No, it is fun. It doesn't to play. become good. It becomes a good bad movie, right? Like it becomes it's so bad that it's fun. What <laughs> is enjoyment then if it's like if your pleasure centers are being peaked and like fired up? But it's up, not fun to play it. I've never once had fun playing it. No. I've only had fun making jokes about how bad it is. Yes. It's hilarious to play. Right. The thing itself isn't good or funny. It's that people it's good ammunition for people to be good and funny about the game. Like no shade of the people who made it. Like they tried their best to make a game. And like you said, like with a good, bad movie. It's super ambitious and fails terribly. That's what makes it kind of fun and interesting and cool. But it's not good to play. <laughs> I will. It's I, bad at being a game. <laughs> I will split these opinions slightly because uh, I played it for four hours. Uh, the first about That's three like, too many hours. You're correct. But the first like two hours was just like frustrating. Why is this happening? Why can't I stop? Uh, and then, uh, you know, a couple bull hits later than two hours of holy shit. This is the worst thing I've ever played in my life. This is hilarious. How could this ever happen? I almost don't want to stop. And then the PS now connection drops. And why the <laughs> fuck would you boot it up again? It goes back to what our other guest that we had on the show earlier this month talks about. It's what Forrest said about garbage or whatever. Um, garbage. Garbage. Mm. That it's just like. If people if you only like good things, you're fucking basic. Like mm -hmm. if it's there is so much joy and pleasure to be had in things that are not just the critically acclaimed and like enjoyment is such a big umbrella. And if you play this game with a friend, you're going to have fun. And I dare say it, you will have a more memorable experience than playing a lot of other games with friends. And if you beat it, if you go the distance through that hellhole of a game and come out the other side, I guarantee you will feel like a fucking warrior. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'm fully on board with the garbage theory. I totally agree. It's good to like bad things. I even agree with you that playing this game would probably be more fun with a friend than playing almost any other game. I just disagree with the conclusion that that means the game is good. <laughs> I just think all those things can be true and the game can still be trash. Hey, well, we'll find out after this commercial break. Griffin, I've got a problem. <laughs> well, I've got a way to solve them. Um 
Really? Because my butt's been haunted for like a week and I just can't get these ghosts out of my ass. Ah, well, good thing that we have a health product that can get rid of all them spookies out your butt crack. It's uh, called Spanky's Nether Wipes. They are an extraterrestrial butt wipe that we dug up on the dark side of the moon. And now we've repurposed that technology for your butthole. That's great, because I truly am shitting ectoplasm and I hear screams when I fart and having a haunted ah! butt. See, there it goes. Ah! Now I had a burrito. Ah! <laughs> it's very bad and it's a real problem for me. And so how do I get my hands on these Spanky's nether wipes? Because I need to get these ghosts out of my anus. Ah! Well, that's easy. We'll just we'll just send them to your door like all the other shit we send to your door. But ah! Really, the, the the details about this product are in the the solutions and how it saved so many lives. I mean, I know before I used this product, uh, kids were scared to come up to my butt. Uh, they'd, they'd run up to it, and they'd knock on it, and then run away. Uh, rightfully so. It was haunted. Uh, and now I've got children in my butt all day. Cool, I guess. Um, yeah, see, that's great because sometimes I walk around and from my butt you just hear chain rattle, chain rattle, blood drip, blood drip all day. And I just need to get rid of that and get back to nice, normal, like nothing is the main sound from my butt. Ah! See, Who are you going to call? Spanky's ah! Nether Spanky's Nether Wipes. <laughs> and use promo code GameBoys at checkout to get a free pack of Spanky's Nether Wipes today. Ah! Now, back to the show. <laughs> Hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Lux. I am your host, your co-host is Sil Griffin Davis. Your guest is still Adam Surwa, and for some godforsaken reason, we are still talking about the 2006 edition of Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. But now as a part of the game, or as part of the show, we rate that game, boys, girls, and friends beyond the binary. That's right. We're going to go in a little circle and give our final thoughts and review on a scale from one to five rage quits, because it's miserable May. Uh, five being the most infuriating, one being the least. And Adam, you are our guest, so you start us off, baby. I'm going to give it four rage quits out of five just because of like the the unlimited comedic potential uh, of having a copy of this game at your disposal and like any sort of Twitch stream. That's all it's good for. Uh, It is a walking joke. It is a waking nightmare. It should not exist. Sonic and humans is a bad combination. Even if they're James Marsden. <laughs> Especially if they're James Marsden. All right, Griff Dog, what you think? Uh, well, I've been pretty clear and I think pretty convincing on this podcast. Uh, but I just want to say one more time, this game wouldn't be so talked about. And I was a little hesitant doing this game because it's been well trod online already. Uh, Many people have made videos exploring why this game is so bad. And the only reason that I actually was interested in bringing this game on is because I think that most of them have gotten it all wrong. And most people just think, oh, God, it's so bad. Then why are you fascinated with it then why are you spending hundreds of hours on it and why are you laughing and and just just you know and 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 enjoying and 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 sharing memories and moments with fellow gamers i think that uh anyone who had to really look in the mirror of mirrors and tell the truth uh would be lying to themselves if they didn't think that sonic 06 was a good experience in an untraditional way and for that it goes around the good and bad spectrum. It gets all the way through five out of five rage quits and bursts through all the way 
And that's right, guys. I'm giving it my perfect score, five out of five joysticks. Whoa! You can't do that. It undermines the math of the entire project. <laughs> Fuck math. We literally can't calculate an answer to our one question. Fuck math. <laughs> Fuck Listen, math. I didn't. Fuck. I didn't. Stop think this was chanting. Happen. We're solving a problem. <laughs> 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 Listen, I just, I, 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 I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't know I was going to have this experience. Okay. I don't know what to do with it. Like we have a system. We changed the system to accommodate this. Systems are <laughs> meant to be broken. That's literally the opposite of the truth. Sonic 06 came into my video game bedroom like Drogon to the Iron Throne, melting my expectations and idea of the world's political geo systems okay so griff is broken now um here's what i think i basically 100 percent agree with griffin except for his score um <laughs> like everything he said is totally true i think this game is really unique and really fun in a really unique way the thing is the way in which it's fun has nothing to do with the way in which it's a game, <laughs> right? The, the, the things, the way in which it's a game are all utter fucking failures. It's just the way that we as people get to interpret and experience that failure that makes it fun. So it gets five out of five rage quits, but that's what makes it so good. Like the reason why it's fun and cool and all the shit Griffin said is because it's a five out of five rage quit game. It is pure garbage. It is unfiltered trash, but that's what makes it lovable and worth engaging with is just how deep down the trash hole it is. It is not five out of five joysticks. That's for a game that's good and succeeds at what it's trying to do, which this game does not. But it does not in such a way that it's five out of five rage quits in the most loving and enjoyable way. The same way there are movies like The Mo The Room or Birdemic or the film I watched last night, Francis Ford Coppola's Twixt, that are so bad that they are a fucking bonanza to watch. This is the same thing. They are. It's terrible. It's garbage. But it is a joy to engage with because of how fucked up it is. Five out of five rage quits. And I'm saying that that's OK. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that we are on the I think we're on the same side of the war. Uh, we're just voting for different people. I guess that's a metaphor that makes sense to you. Um, <laughs> and with that, we'll go on to everyone's favorite segment made out entirely out of segments. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the segment segment. This is the part where Griffin and I provide our guests with segments. We play little stupid games that we made up. Griffin, what is your segment? Oh, ladies, gentlemen, and anyone beyond the binary, here we go with two truths and a high. I'm going to give three video game facts about the Sonic franchise. Two of them will be true facts. One of them will be something that I wrote when I was stoned on marijuana. Okay. Uh, fact not, number... Hey, 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 sounds like you were not trying to go fast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I put, I dipped a little, I did, I dipped it in cocaine. That's what oh, we, do in, that's what we do in Los Angeles. Now we pay, we pay $300 for half a gram because it's better when it's legal. Uh, okay. <laughs> Before Sonic was even named Sonic designer, Naoto Oshima used the name Mr. Needle Mouse for several of his prototypes. <clears throat> During production on later Sonic titles, the Sonic team would traditionally release a hedgehog in the office to inspire coworkers. Fact number three, Sonic the Hedgehog's middle name inspired from his grandfather is Maurice. Fuck, I want all of those to be true. Yeah. Uh, I like all of them. I, I want to live in a world where all three of those things are true. Um, I mean, I refuse to acknowledge that releasing the ceremonial hedgehog is not a truth. <laughs> uh, if you tell me it's not, I'm going to call you a fucking liar. <laughs> um... 
Is it Maurice or is it uh, Needlemouse? Mr. Mr. Needlemouse. I think Maurice is fake because I love Mr. Needlemouse. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I got to go with Mr. Needlemouse is fake because it sounds too good to be true. Too good to be true. Well, gentlemen, you're both wrong. Unfortunately, oh, no! the lie was that no hedgehogs were traditionally released at they Sonic were all released Boom. untraditionally. Dropped You're out a of a plane. Fucking liar! Sonic's yeah. name is Sonic Maurice the Hedgehog, or as his well, prototype was known, Mr. Needlemouse. Well, that really took the wind out of my sails, but. We persevere, and we're going to our next segment, everybody's favorite challenge about analingus. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another round of Do They Eat Ash? This is the game where I provide three video game characters, and you decide whether it's through operative conversation or combative conflict, whether or not the characters I choose do or do not eat ass. This week, we have the classics of Sonic. That's right, Sonic, not Tails, because he's a child, um, Knuckles, and... Uh, Mr. Egg, Dr. Eggman. So we'll start in alphabetical order as usual. Does Dr. Robotnik, the real name of Dr. Eggman, I don't care what you say. Does Dr. Robotnik eat ass? Griffin, Porky, what you got? Which character model of Dr. Robotnik yeah, are we talking important. about? Very uh, important. Fucking the one from the cartoon. <clears throat> oh. Or the one from the original games, the same model. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> all those, personally, my belief is that none of those models fuck. Ooh. And therefore cannot eat ass because eating ass is uh is part of the greater fuckosphere. Okay. And yeah. therefore the non-fucking excludes them completely from the fuckosphere. Not either they're not even in the self-fuckosphere. They don't have fuck. Yeah. Zero, zero fucks to give. I think he's obsessed with the emerald, and I think he's on that emerald game, and I think that's the only thing that makes his heart shine. Uh, do I think that maybe he has tongued an actual egg? Yes. But eggs don't have butts. The things that are inside the egg have butts. Well, actually, not the outside things of the inside egg. the egg also don't have butts because they're unformed embryos. Um. Okay, yeah. That's Sorry, true. We're getting political. Hey, donate to the Yellow Hammer Fund. Thanks. Anyways. A <laughs> clump of cells can't have an ass. Well, don't laugh. They do good work. Um, they do good I wasn't work. laughing at that. No, I know. I was just being a dick. Um, <laughs> next up is Knuckles. Does Knuckles, the rebellious teen hedgehog, eat ass? <laughs> oh, you better fucking believe it, buddy. Yeah. Griffin, what do you think? Uh, he, he, I think he told a lot of people that he invented it. Oh. Do you think Knuckles tells people he has an uncle at Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he does. Dude, Absolutely. Knuckles gets all the Pokemon games before anyone else. <laughs> yeah. And he invented eating ass. Absolutely. But ha okay, so he says he invented it, but has he ever done it? Ooh, that. I mean, so in the context, I never like, I mean, I don't like speculating on whether as like, children they do it. I, like, I think of, I think of Knuckles as like a, like an early 20s, like one bedroom apartment style kind of guy. Absolutely. Yeah. But so do you think he eats ass if he lives in one bedroom apartment by himself? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so too. I think he's got some stuff he's dealing with, and he does that by experimenting sexually. That's also, my thing on Knuckles. There is the fact that uh, Knuckles is an and cheetah, right? Echidna. Echidna. Thank you for my. Oh yeah, they have tongue. crazy dicks. Can they? But can they do the flex? Like, can they roll into a ball? I think so. Then there's no chance that he hasn't eaten his own ass. That's yes. true. And also, it's probably important that they eat ass because they have those crazy like wieners that like sprout like a flower with like the four tubes going out like a star nosed mole. Yeah, uh -huh. no, you you 
you got to do some foreplay you gotta, before you gotta that shit. You got to figure out how to work that in. Thank you for using logic and reason, Adam, to solve this case. <laughs> if there's anything I can be logical and reasonable about, it's putting your mouth on a butt. Adam, the Ben Shapiro of do they eat ass. Fuck you. How dare you ever put that name? <laughs> he made the joke. I just made the quiet part loud. How oh. dare you? Anyways, let's move on to the finale. What everyone's waiting for. Does Sonic the Hedgehog eat ass? No. Ooh. He Not doesn't even have to go pretty fast. He's got to go fast. I mean, so you got to say no. Well, now that now that like uh, Adams mentioned sort of the like the bio structure of the hedgehog and the ball, I think they've all eaten their own ass. Definitely. I just don't know, especially after Sonic 06, the way that he interacts with his girlfriend, his human girlfriend in that one. Uh, there's some weird kinky sex stuff on that picnic scene, if I remember correctly. Uh, he th- I guess this is the question. Does Sonic eat human ass only? For human ass only. <laughs> because other, unless there's a human around, there's never been like an inkling that Sonic fucks. Like he has like. He has a girlfriend in the cartoon. Yeah, Amy Rose. Yeah, I guess. They don't fuck. They definitely don't fuck. That's for sure. <laughs> They're a Jonas Brothers <laughs> in the in the 2000s kind of relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fair. But here's my take. I think Sonic does eat ass. Why? Because his favorite food is chili rings. cheese dogs. And, and that rings. is about the same as eating doo-doo. He likes holes. He likes holes. He likes rings. chili cheese dogs. Sounds like he likes to eat ass to me. I yeah, do. I do see Griffin's point with like the butthole centric uh nature of the rings themselves Ooh, good point yeah i think he, uh he loves doing loops mm-hmm. yeah i think so no, he gets in ass. i gotta i gotta change my vote Zon- I think sonic-, sonic eats ass but like not always like enthusiastic i think sonic will dig her out all right well that brings us to the end of the show what a cool way <laughs> to do that i always feel really good at right now yeah it's all well, <laughs> we get out of it clean it's just for some reason the last <laughs> one is always the one that feels the weirdest like if we had it on knuckles i feel like it would have been fine but instead we had to do the extra sonic bit i think i think you just have to like you have to just like shut the sh- shut the party down earlier with this shit. maybe so we'll, we'll talk about it during one of our uh, production meetings which is just us talking on the phone about a video game but that'll do it for today adam you've been as always a fucking spectacular guest where can the people find you should they want to find more of you um you can find me on uh facebook and instagram uh under a wild serwa appears shout out to pokemon uh you can find me on twitter at pork underscore lion you can find me around the city of austin uh trying to remember my own jokes against my weed addled brain uh, and you can find me in the ring at Party World Wrestling presents Bioslam on June 15th, 4th Tap Brewery. Come see Sweetie Tough and Crybaby kick some fucking dumpster ass. It's going down. I assume the car's already been announced by the time this comes out, so that wasn't a spoiler. Anyway, Griffin, what's your deal? Uh, you know, if you're listening to this when it comes out on Thursday. Wednesday, then this Sunday, I uh, got a brand new sketch show at the Pack Theater, 8 p.m. in sunny Los Angeles, California. Come see us do a fun hour of uh, really weird stuff. 
Which is that very famous? Yeah, it's very famous. Yeah, very famous doing a sketch show. So uh, follow us at Very Famous Comedy on Instagram to keep up to date with our shows and other social media stuff. We actually have a great team of people putting out content there. Uh, check out Dad's new apartment on YouTube or follow me, Griffin P. Davis, on Twitter and Instagrams. All right. And if you want to find me, there's a couple ways you can do that. You can find me on Twitter at ML Surfboard. You can also follow me and Griffin together at Game Boys Pod on Instagram. Also, it's time. The Indiegogo for Party World Wrestling is live. So go to IGG.me slash AT slash Bioslam. Um, if you want to donate, get some cool merch. We've got some sick shirts. We got bandanas. We got, I think, fanny packs maybe we got some wild shit and you can get it if you want it um by just paying money on the internet and isn't that a cool easy way to to help me uh and adam have a good time i deserve your money remember to check out not even a show on youtube also check out wisecrack where you can find most of the videos that i make and i'll be posting the party world wrestling stuff on facebook um again i want to get back to this this week we got another two five-star reviews very cool please write some words (laughs) i'm so (laughs) sick of the like it's i appreciate the shit out of these five-star ratings they're helping. Our metrics are going up. They're huge. We thank you guys so much for doing that. But it would be better both content-wise for us and for our algos if you just wrote some words in the review. They can literally be anything, and I'll read it. Please do it. Again, anything that's not racist or, like, fucked up in some kind of weird way. Um, but I'll read it. We'll do it on the show. It'll be great. Otherwise, like I said, follow the podcast on Game Boys Pod on Instagram. Check out Party World Wrestling. Um, and that'll do it for today. My name is Lux. I'm your host, your co-host, Griffin Davis. Your guest is Adam Serwell. Your editor and producer is Haley Clement. Your international music is by Matthew Morton. Your art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs>